You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? <laughs> it's going. I mean, I think it's safe to say things are going. Uh, starting last week, I mean, the flirt. March Madness does not apply to the NCAA basketball. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it, yeah, I think yeah, the yeah, NFL stealing it. <clears throat> Very true. Uh, I mean, this... And well, let, let's just be upfront about this for starters, because there's so much news flowing in. We are recording this. Uh, you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, hopefully, mm-hmm. but this uh, this is being recorded on Monday afternoon. We might even have some breaking news as we're recording, Matt. Who knows? Uh, anything that happens between uh, this time and uh, and everything on Tuesday, we'll cover on tomorrow's episode so we'll we'll try to get to as much as we can doing the best we can here yeah (laughs) i I know kate and marcus talked about um the amari cooper news the um the tom brady news i believe on yesterday's episode so yeah you're right matt so much was going on last week i mean think about it man it was it was about a week ago that the Calvin Ridley news broke. That was just one week wow, ago. That seems like that feels like a month ago. It does feel like a month ago. I mean, it, just to pull the curtain back, like you said, to give some people some timeline. In the last ten minutes or so, the Dolphins signed Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, the Chargers landed J.C. Jackson, and Carlton Davis is going back to the Bucks with Brady. Like all these things just happen, boom, boom, boom. You know, what I mean, and that's just how the league is right now. It's a blast. Uh, it, it, it's great for. <clears throat> It's great for, for those of us who talk about and write about uh, fantasy football or the league in general, uh, and it's great, for, it's great for the league overall. I mean, at DLF, of course, we have that, that saying, there is no offseason, and yeah. that becomes more and more true, not only in dynasty football, but in, in the NFL uh, every, every single year. I love it. Oh, it's, it's as good as any Sunday you're going to get in the NFL, if not better, in my opinion. Well, there's a there's a lot of debate among the real diehard dynasty players. What's better, the regular season or the off season when you get free agency and the draft and trades and and everything else? And um, they're two very different. You know, they're different animals. They it's are. tough to compare them. They're both great, obviously, and that's why we love this game so much. Well, Matt, let's get to it. Um, and like I said, we'll try to cover as much as we can. We'll focus. Uh, mainly on the the primary signings that have taken place on uh, on Monday. Again, as I said, we're recording Monday afternoon. We'll hit as many of those as we can. And uh, we will continue our rookie profile series next week once the, the madness of uh, free agency and legal tampering has uh, quieted down a little bit. Matt, let's start in Miami. You mentioned a couple signings they made, but they they started the day off by stealing Chase Edmonds away from the Arizona Cardinals. That was a situation that we had talked about quite a bit because uh, both both Chase Edmonds and James Conner were set to be free agents, and we, we were pretty confident that Arizona wasn't going to be able to keep both of them. They did not. Chase Edmonds to Miami. 
Matt, when I saw this news, you were, I think you were probably the first person I thought of because we've talked about, uh, Mike McDaniels going to, uh, going to Miami, this new head coach coming from San Francisco, uh, well known for his running scheme. And, and I believe you even said on this show, whoever the running back is for Miami, I want that guy. Yeah, is yeah. that, is that still the case? I don't know, because I really oh, no. like Edmonds. I mean, I think Edmonds is a really nice piece to any offense, but that's not the signing or addition I was kind of expecting. I mean, I thought it was going to be Raheem Mostert or Brees Hall or, you know, I mean, a pretty big name guy that's more of a between-the-tackles banger get-up-field. So I almost think that there's probably another shoe to drop because I don't think it's going to be Edmonds and Gaskins. You know, I mean, I mean, Gaskin, I don't think Gaskin maybe even makes a team. Who knows? I mean, or any of the guys from last year. So I kind of feel like more of a early down back is probably still in the cards. I could see that as well. And, and I, I had kind of... Uh, drawn the connection between McDaniel and and Mostert as well. Of course, Mostert's a free agent, mm-hmm. spent the past several years in, in San Francisco. So those were easy dots to connect. At this point, though, do you think uh, do you think Mostert's a better player than Chase Edmonds? No. Or are you just talking, talking about style of play? A style of play. I mean, I really think this system, just look at the Niners' backs. I mean, they want fast, explosive Put your foot in the ground. Get zero to 60 as fast as possible. If you can change directions, great, but it doesn't really matter. You know, run into whatever's in front of you. Like, Jarek McKinnon's a perfect example to me. I mean, he's fast, he's athletic, but they're not shifty. They're not electric. They're just, you know, hit home runs, and they have very short shelf lives, and they run into a lot of things at really high speeds. And to me, that's Raheem Mostert to a T, and I don't see that guy on the roster. I think Edmonds is... You know, Gasecki is going back. He resigned his franchise tag. I mean, Gasecki's as much wide receiver as he is tight end. I wonder if Edmonds is going to be as much receiver as he is, you know, running back. And as I sit here talking through it, is he the upside-down version of Debo Samuel? You know, like, if you're going to play lighter personnel, you're going to run it with Edmonds. If you come out there and nickel and dime, Edmonds splits out wide. You know, is he the running back version? Well, I'm glad we got our Debo Samuel mention. Got to do that, that's right? A, that's a prereq on all on all dynasty podcasts this offseason, <laughs> so we can uh, we can check that box for this episode. Uh, Edmonds does get a two year deal, twelve point six million, uh, with about just about half of that guaranteed. And you've talked about Mostert. I mean, maybe Mostert is still to come. Yeah, you know, maybe I right, right. I don't know that this eliminates Mostert. I wouldn't expect him to get a high dollar contract or certainly not a long-term contract from any team. So uh, yeah, adding Mostert or someone like him definitely could uh, still happen. And I'm with you. I think this is a, a situation where Edmonds is going to gain value, but I'm also a little bit leery because I think they, they make another move. I also agree. Uh, Miles Gaskin, maybe not even on this roster yeah. come week one. Um, quick notice, because you mentioned Connor went back to Arizona, and anyone who's been listening to us in the last couple of weeks, you mentioned the rookie series. We always mention Miami and Arizona as potential landing spots for rookies. I don't know that it changes for either team. 
Yeah, I agree. Let's let's move on to that yeah. one because uh, Connor does stay in Arizona. Got a nice contract, three years, twenty one million, uh, with uh, with thirteen and a half of that fully guaranteed. Really good contract for for Connor, who had that bounce back year last year, scored a ton of touchdowns for Arizona, uh, which was perfect because that's something that that Chase Edmonds has always struggled to do find the yeah, end zone. But you're right. They played both backs in this system, both Edmonds and Con and Connor. And I don't see, I don't see Connor necessarily taking over that passing down role. That's something he did a little bit in Pittsburgh. But yeah, he's okay. I, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to become that every down workhorse back. Uh, you know, they're still cognizant of his health history. I believe. Uh, I, I we just didn't see much from Eno Benjamin last year. They spent a draft pick on him and didn't really give him much work. So maybe it's him that takes the next step, or maybe they add another piece as well. I would bet they do. I mean, hey, I root for James Conner. He's a pick guy. You know, he was a good stealer. Uh, I thought the Steelers shouldn't bring him back, considering his injury history, which is massive. I can't believe he has that much guaranteed money or signed a three-year deal. I mean, he played really well for the Cardinals. It was better for them than he ever was in Pittsburgh. Not that he was bad here. But I can't imagine investing that much in a running back his age with his background. I I have to think they add somebody else, probably through the draft, or you're going to have a really expensive backfield. Yeah, good point. Good point. So in the end... Uh, you know, if you think back to teams you might have had, dynasty teams you might have had last year, maybe you ended up with both Edmonds and Connor uh, trying to nail down that backfield. Night one, yeah. I think you're in a great position because I, I think both of those players gained value as of today. Um, Matt, which one, Edmonds or Connor, which one do you want in a dynasty league? Connor, I mean, he might be worth nothing in a year, though. I mean, I think Connor's going to get me more points this year. And in for running backs, dynasty guys that are coming off their first contract, it's a year-to-year proposition for me. Yeah, I mean, I think we could say that about a lot of running backs, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. could be worth nothing in a year. Uh, probably Chase Edmonds included, honestly. So uh, I, I'm with you. I prefer Connor. These guys were actually back-to-back uh, in the latest DLF oh, ADP. Really? And I believe they were way down, like RB 36 and 37. So I think both players... Uh, gain a little value from this. Uh, we'll just have to decide how to treat them as far as are we buying or selling. If Connor's value stays down, I'm certainly buying him. Yeah, start him in week one and ride him every week he's healthy for the next year or two. That was certainly not the end of the moves being made on Monday. We'll uh, talk about more of those after this break. It is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. Uh, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. I mean, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. 
It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Matt, the next news that broke, this one wasn't exactly a surprise, and this is just the first uh, a first step, I guess. Uh, but Jarvis Landry cut loose by the Browns. Of course, the Browns acquired Amari Cooper. Uh, as, as they talked about on yesterday's episode, we knew that. And uh, that, that signaled the end of Jarvis Landry's time in Cleveland. He uh, was given permission to seek a trade, but with that contract, which was – uh, going to pay him over $14 million this year. That just did not seem likely and did not happen. Jarvis Landry cut by Cleveland. I don't think this guy's done. No, no. I would think he goes to a competitor, you know, I mean, and brings a lot of toughness and reliability and probably is a wide receiver three, depending on landing spot, doesn't have a high ceiling. Um, I think there'll be suitors for him, and who knows, by the time people listen to this, he could get scooped up. I mean, some of these guys that aren't with the team are hard to comment on, but um, makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, I think uh, I would love to see him with a better quarterback. I would love to see him with a, a contending team. You know, his dynasty values just plummeted because, um, I mean, the, they just that, that Browns offense has struggled, especially the passing game for the past couple of years. So, uh, you know, Landry in green Bay Landry in, I mean, we mm, could name nice one, yeah. a dozen teams, right, right, right. honestly, that, that would be a, uh, a nice landing spot for him. So, um, yeah, by the time you're listening to it, this, this might even be too late. He might've already found a home. Uh, but if not, you know, if you can buy Landry real cheap and see where he lands, I don't mind doing that. I bet his stock is low over the last year or so. Huh? I mean, he doesn't. For sure. He's, for sure. You know, you put your sticker up and redraft. No one says, oh, Jarvis Landry. I wanted him. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, in Dynasty, he's like wide receiver 65, something like that in that range. Okay. Uh, totally adds up. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the. Uh, but those guys are valuable. The... I mean, he's a, you probably start him in week one, you know. Yeah, well, the the landing spots, according to Ian Rappaport uh, of NFL.com, uh, Chiefs, Packers, Bills, all potentially interested. Uh, all of those would That's result bad, in yeah. a <laughs> right. yeah would, would result in a value boost for Landry for sure. All right, Matt, I, I almost led with this, and this maybe this is the entire episode. Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. He gets a uh, he gets a two year deal. I know we've talked about the Steelers a ton. You've obviously talked about them uh, on a daily Quite basis a bit, yeah. for uh, for the past I don't know how many years, but um, since I was about three. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this was obviously something they had to address with Big Ben retiring. So there were there were rumors that maybe it was Malik Willis that was that was who they were going to select. They were interested in him. I think the combine kind of eliminated that unless they wanted to move up. Looks like Willis is probably going, uh, going higher. The the Steelers pick at 20. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. 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 So I don't think he falls to 20. Maybe they figured that out as well. Um, there were rumors that they would, were in on Watson. And, and as of, as of this recording, we don't have any official Deshaun Watson news, but it's mostly centered around the saints and the, the Panthers will see, uh, what ends up happening there. And in the end, it's Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, he, he takes the year. Uh, I, I've been calling it a year off because he got to, he got to sit back and watch Josh Allen play uh, for the year, serving as his backup in Buffalo. 
and his stock was essentially just gone, just wiped out a year ago, one year off, a down quarterback market, a down quarterback class of these incoming rookies, and all of a sudden, Trubisky is a hot commodity. Yeah, let's talk Trubisky here in a minute, but there's some breaking news while we're actually recording this. I love it. You just mentioned Deshaun Watson, and he... I do believe he was interested in the Steelers. I'm not sure if the Steelers are interested in him. But because of his no-trade clause, here's the, the latest, is Deshaun has rejected everybody but Carolina and New Orleans, You know, to your point. So hmm. if that's true and it's a truly a two-horse race, that gives us some pretty valuable information. And frankly, I've been saying all along, I think Carolina's the one that'll sell the farm for him. I do as well. That and that's just really nothing more than a, than a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've we've seen for better or worse, we've seen how aggressive Carolina has been. They gave up on Teddy Bridgewater, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and took a shot on Sam Darnold. That didn't work. Maybe they should have been more aggressive uh, from a draft standpoint. They could have had, you know, they could have had Justin Fields. Um, but ultimately, I, I, I'm with you. It feels like Watson probably lands in Carolina. Um, they could well, give up just, more than the Saints could, too. I mean, they have a better draft pick. You know, like, right. I don't know what New Orleans could afford to trade because all their guys are, are their, the status of all their contracts in New Orleans are so bizarre and maxed out. Like, you can't hardly even trade Michael Thomas and Kamara and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, tough, tough cap situation for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Really, every year they seem to they seem to work around that. I don't know if they could do it for a uh, for a, a Watson trade. So we'll we'll see where uh, he lands. Maybe we'll be talking about that on tomorrow's show. Yeah, we'll yeah, have news. Uh, Trubisky, though, right? Trubisky with the Steelers. You know, you and I have kind of talked about it both on this show and and, and off the air. I know you're pretty pleased with the move overall, but it sounds like you might be alone in that uh, up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get a lot of feedback yet. I haven't been tweeted at like crazy or been on the air a whole lot. We did some podcasts and things, but I, I think there was some pie in the sky thinking with Watson and some of these other guys that never really was going to come to fruition. Um, I, there definitely is picket love here, as you could imagine, for Pitt. But I'll be honest, I mean, anyone that listens to The Drive on Sierra Nation Radio that we do every day, I've said 4,000 million times that if I were Kevin Colbert, I would sign Trubisky or Winston and would settle for Mariota if I can't get either one of them. And Winston's injured. So uh, my thoughts on all three of those guys were all of them were picked in the top two overall. There's obvious ability, and I think a lot of it's still untapped with Trubisky in particular. Um, they don't cost you a draft pick. They don't cost Mm -hmm. you a ton of cap space. So you might catch lightning in a bottle with one of the three or, you know, I think, I don't think their stories are written where I think Teddy Bridgewater's story is written and you know what he is, you know, um, I'm not saying he's the savior or the future, but I think it's worth the risk. And if it doesn't work out, you go back to the well in the draft next year and what should be a better quarterback class. Yeah, I did not see. Uh, I did not see terms on the deal. Uh, Me neither. You... Just two, two years. Okay, yeah, just the two years. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much money uh, that Trubisky ended up getting from the Steelers. But at this point, I mean, you mentioned the other names, and it was certainly a an ugly uh, quarterback free agent class. Right, Trubisky right. had 
had kind of climbed to the top of that, at least in perception, uh, you know, whether it was Winston or, I mean, we just don't really have very far to go. Bridgewater. Uh, we'll talk about him yeah, in, in a few minutes, right, right. but this, this was it. I mean, if there weren't so many teams that had the, had a serious need at quarterback, I think we would have looked at this class free agent class in a normal year and said, none of these guys are going to be starters anywhere. But because Pittsburgh had the the major need, because um, you know New Orleans has a major need, and, and Carolina, and, and again we'll we'll see where those teams la- land, um, that that these guys are going to get jobs, whether it's Trubisky, Winston, um, you know maybe maybe even Fitzpatrick again uh, potentially as a starter. Uh, but I like what you said there that Trubisky doesn't cost that draft pick. I saw somebody say. You know, what are you doing, Steelers? You could have had Wentz. Well, yeah, you could have had Wentz yeah, for right. a, a bigger salary and a couple of, of mid-round draft picks. Um, and I don't know that... I'm not sure who I'd rather have. Yeah, this is not a... Um, it's not a situation where you want to uh, look long-term with any of these guys. Like you said, Trubisky, maybe it's a one-year. At best, it's a two-year deal. And then, uh, and then we're moving forward. You might catch lightning in a bottle with Mariota, Trubisky, Winston. Is my only point. Just they're highly drafted guys that have changed teams and could be hitting their stride late in their career. You know, I mean, um, I do think it helps Najee. I think it helps the whole offense in terms of just anyone but Ben is going to help the offense. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I mean, just the ability yeah. to move and you know, the the Steelers' offense was about as easiest one in the league to play against last year. Well, I don't want to defend Trubisky too much because, I mean, he, you know, he, he was just downright bad for Chicago oh, yeah. I'm not uh, for much that. of his time there. Right. But he also didn't have, uh, he didn't have a group of pass catchers like Deontay Johnson and Claypool and Fryermuth and Najee. And, and Fryermuth. Right. He didn't have Najee Harris uh, or, or a running back like that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what Trubisky can do uh, with weapons surrounding him. I certainly think he's worth a a buy in Superflex Dynasty leagues. Although, uh, if you haven't bought already, uh, the prices the price has already gone up. Might be too late. Hmm. Matt, uh, we've got a, a couple more uh, minor signings, and I've got some breaking news for you. Another oh, wow. signing to talk about. We'll do that right after this. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. 
Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Check out tomorrow's episode when we continue to talk about the implications of free agency. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt, we knew this would happen. The news is coming in hot and heavy. Did you see the news? Not if it happened in the last couple of minutes. I'm scanning the web and I haven't seen it yet, no. The web. How, the how web. old are you? The, <laughs> the World on. Wide Web. Scanning the net. Uh, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram oh. to the Jaguars. The Jaguars Boy, have spending. been busy today. Um, the Jaguars signed a couple of uh, defensive players. Of course, they signed Christian Kirk, which we're uh, we're going to talk about in just a moment. Uh, but now they they add Evan Ingram to the fold as well. Um, so let's start with Ingram, and then we'll we'll go to Christian Kirk. We all really, you know, we we wanted Evan Ingram out of New York. This is a talented player who can uh, who can catch the ball and just seemingly never really got a chance to show off his talent with the Giants. For, for one reason or another, I don't know that Jacksonville's the landing spot we might have had in mind. Yeah, I mean, I think all this helps Lawrence. I mean, that, and frankly, it's kind of good for ATN, too. I think ATN's a quiet winner today. You know, Brandon Schreff hmm. was added. I think he's probably going to be the highest-paid guard in the league now. So they're spending, in typical Jacksonville fashion, they're spending like crazy on day one and – Probably half these guys will be cap casualties in two years. You know, that's kind of how things work <laughs> yeah. there. You know, don't get too excited about it. But I was, I thought Kirk was a really interesting player. Uh, side note, I'm not exactly sure why teams are giving Kirk and Gallup and some of these guys the massive amounts of money when you can draft someone just like them that's three years younger. I mean, side note, there's just so many good ones that come in the league. I don't know why good, not great receivers are making as much as they do. But anyway... Um, well, I mean, we we see players, yeah. we see strong draft classes every every year at wide That's receiver. I mean. It yeah. feels like, and yeah, you're spot on. I mean, Christian Kirk. Let's just let's just move over to that because um, the reports over, I guess, last week and over the past few days suggested that Christian Kirk was looking for fifteen million dollars a year. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, I did too. Uh, right. I was like, what's going on? And and, you know, I ended up being the crazy one because he gets if he can max out this contract and we'll we'll learn what the uh, the incentives and all the, the bonuses and those things might be. But if he's able to max out that contract, he's getting twenty one million dollars a year over four years, which is which is unreal. That would make him <laughs> the third highest paid wide receiver in the league. Uh, and, and even right. his base salary. Uh, his base salary makes him the ninth highest paid wide receiver in the league. So either way, he's a top 10 guy. Yeah, it doesn't smell right. You know, I mean, it's a good player, but come on. Well, I mean, is it a, 
is it a case of um, a team like the Jaguars that has has struggled so much, knowing they have to overpay to get guys to come there? Probably. Is it a situation of simply Trent Baalke making bad choices, which he's done <laughs> yeah. really over and over throughout his career? Could be either one of those. Um, yeah, all the above, right? Yeah, yeah all, all the above, right? And I just saw so, Ingram's getting a one-year, nine million dollar contract, which I guess is fine. I mean, Najoku and these franchise guys are making like ten or eleven, so it's slightly under that. You know, you keep the guy motivated and wanting to play hard for the year. If you remember when they traded the first round pick last year, Henderson to Carolina. They got a tight end in return. I mean, I think that they play. They want yeah, to Dan use, Arnold. I know it's a different coaching staff, but I do think they want to get a tight end for Lawrence. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, we're talking fantasy. I have some interest in Ingram in the real world. I don't think this is going to be a wonderful signing, or much of this will be. So, Kirk, uh, I mean, I guess you look at Christian Kirk and you think that he's got a chance to be the top target for a, a young quarterback that we really like. LaVisca Chenault is disappointed. DJ Chark is a player we'll probably be talking about in the next few days as he also is a free agent. Uh, and Marvin Jones is, you know, as old as you and I are, I think, Matt. So, uh, <laughs> right. you know, they can definitely use a guy like Christian Kirk. I just don't I just don't get the money and I don't think anybody does. Right, I, I don't either. But again, that really doesn't matter for Dynasty. I assume because they paid Kirk the way they did, they're going to try to treat him like a number one wide receiver. I don't know that he'll excel in that role from an NFL perspective, right. but I think he'll get the football. And you mentioned the trade for the tight end. That was Dan Arnold. Yeah, who had, was, yeah. uh, Arnold had a, uh, had, a, had a very solid year. And I think you look at him and think they could have been – you know, they could have been just fine with Arnold there right, right. as their starter. And, um, you know, they've, they've got plenty of needs. I know they've made a, a lot of moves on this first day of free agency or, or legal tampering. But they still could have uh, used that money differently than throwing $10 million at, at Evan Ingram. Yeah. I mean, they're a better offense than they were yesterday with Shreff and Ingram and Kirk. And maybe they'll add... Neil or one of these guys with the first pick overall and, you know, really give Lawrence a chance to succeed and it might work out. But I think a lot of it comes down to, like you said, they have to overpay to get guys. Yeah. All right. So let's do a quick um, stock up, stock down, and and uh, we'll we'll wrap it up for today. And, and then there'll be 10 more signings <laughs> right. as soon as we sign <laughs> right. off here. Such as uh, Chase Edmonds and James Conner. I think both of those guys gain value. I'm especially interested in Conner. Do you agree? Uh, yes and yes. I'm also very interested in whoever else those two teams add, though. Because I think it might okay. be a, um, what's his face from A&M? Spiller or somebody like that. And people think, oh, it's not such a great landing spot. But. I don't know if these are massive obstacles if another decent pick goes there. Trubisky with your Steelers, can he be a top 15 fantasy quarterback this season? I think he'll run a lot. So uh, I think so as well. Yeah, I mean, that that's a, a, a big point of emphasis is his, his running. Um, 15, you could get to 15 pretty quick. I mean, definitely top 18-ish. I mean, I think he'll be in every redraft league. Yeah. Uh, and then Kirk and Ingram to the Jaguars. We're both uh, we're both a little confused by those moves. 
Uh, ones we didn't mention, Cedric Wilson and Teddy Bridgewater, both to Miami. Bridgewater to be the backup to, to uh, Tua and Cedric Wilson, um, some nice depth. Wilson got a got a solid contract, leaves uh-huh. Dallas. Uh, you know, it's CeeDee Lamb, and, and they re-signed Gallup, who's not going to be ready for a while. So suddenly Dallas needs some help at wide receiver. I'm just not that excited about Cedric Wilson. I mean, he, he goes no. from Dak to Tua. He goes from, um, you know, the third or fourth option on Dallas to the third or fourth. What option. I guess the second or third, maybe the fourth option in Miami. I mean, you figure he'll Waddle be behind. Waddle ahead of him. Parker. Right. Figure he'll be behind Waddle and Gasecki, and and if they add anyone else, or or if Parker stays on the roster, I don't know. It, it feels kind of like me. a. Kind of a met move for for Cedric Wilson. Stock down for Tua. It it sure doesn't help, no, right? right? I mean, it's a legit guy. If Teddy Bridgewater takes your job, Forget you know that's it. a bad sign right, because right, right. Bridgewater has has never really had any high level of, of success in the NFL. Not to even mention his injuries. I, I do think so, it's noteworthy that Bridgewater is from Miami. I mean, maybe he really just wanted to go there and knew he wasn't going to be a starter somewhere else. I, I mean, I'm making things up, kind of, you know. No, I, I think I think it could factor. You know, in, there's yeah. there's something there. Yeah, yeah. You you sent out a tweet saying who are the big winners so far from the dynasty perspective. The name you mentioned that we just kind of brushed over on the Cedric Wilson. C.D. Lamb to me is a monster winner to me, mm. and we mentioned it today on Peacock and Williamson. And I wanted to throw this out there, too, because I couldn't stop laughing about it. My co-host, Brian Peacock, who is not a Trubisky fan, his response to your answer was the defense and special teams in Cleveland, Baltimore, and Cincinnati, <laughs> which I found very funny. Nice. nice. Yeah, I, I, saw, uh, I saw some response to... Uh response to the the Wentz trade by Washington saying stock up for the uh, for the Cowboys defense and and the, <laughs> the other defenses in the NFC East yeah. so uh we'll we'll see how that one goes <laughs> that is it for today's show please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your podcast remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty follow Matt at Williamson NFL and I'm Ryan MC23 we'll be back next time with more locked on dynasty